0: You are listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight, we're going to talk about Lawrence Keston's 1981 directorial debut, Buddy Heat. You, no trouble.
1: Me, fifth Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war.
2: But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. I was wondering what would pray first. Your spirit. All your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is
0: dead. Hey, you say Satan God. lives. The year is won.
2: Fill your hand, you son of a bitch. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportions. What do you mean biblical? What do you mean this Old Testament? Yeah, Mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. Dead. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes,
1: volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria.
2: Welcome to the podcast. We're your host. I'm editor Brian O'Kins. With me here tonight, director of photography Mike Griggs. Oh, hey, hey, how you doing, Brian? I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, doing good. I'm not used to you asking
0: that question, um, <laughs> Throw me off just a little bit. You know, I'm doing the intro. I'm asking how Brian's doing. I'm just trying to channel my best Callan. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> He's with us in spirit. We also have with us costume designer Kristen Jones.
1: Hello, hello.
2: Here we are continuing our erotic thrillers with Body Heat.
0: You guys seen this before? No, no, no. This this was this is this is recently gone up higher on my list with all the Lawrence Kasdan's that we've done recently. Um, so I'm glad to have gotten this excuse to watch it. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. We've done uh, what we did. I love you to death. Uh, what was the other one we did?
1: The Big Chill. The
0: Big Chill. That's right. Also with
2: William Hurt too. That was his follow up movie.
0: I don't think I ever Wait, put that together. The big chill followed up this. Yeah, right. So he got he got hot from the body, and then he chilled out with bigness. Got oh, it. Okay. I wonder if he planned that. Did
1: he plan that? I, I've never <laughs> even
0: thought about that until right now. I mean, based on Lawrence Gaston's track record, I feel like he probably did plan that.
1: I feel like that's such a like. If you're gonna plan that out, you can do it so much better. Like, <laughs> like
0: oh, shots fired from from the jump. Way to go, Kristen. I'm glad you're here.
2: Well, look, they also they also began with a B word, you know, body and big. I don't know. And then a temperature. I'm just saying, like, this is making a lot of sense. Sounds very planned <laughs> to me. If, I feel like uh, we needed another trilogy. We could call this the Kasdan <laughs> Temperature Trilogy.
1: Is there something that's lukewarm after this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> because with a B, we need to come up with a two-word title here. Bad lukewarm. I don't know. I'm just spitballing.
0: You know, it's just work in progress. <laughs> Keep spitballing Brian.
1: <laughs> this is a good effort. I do appreciate that.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I have to wonder how long he had this movie sitting in the can while he was writing fucking Star Wars and Indiana Jones, two of the biggest blockbusters of all time. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let me let me go out with this and start my jam. Very like, different think, from those, too. Yeah. Do you think he wrote this first and then, like, wrote those? Like, I actually know nothing about Lawrence Kasdan's like, history of, of how his career started. I don't know when he wrote
2: this. You know, I, I know he w- was talking on the uh, behind the scenes about how he liked to film noirs when he was in film school. Um, sure. And sure. always liked those movies. But he never he never mentioned, like, when he came up with this idea. Although it is very similar, I will say, to Double Indemnity.
0: Well, yeah. that, that Apparently that was, like, the big movie that was super influential on this. Is that a bad thing? I mean, I haven't seen Double Indemnity.
2: No, I don't think that so. was like
0: forty years before this or something like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's like Double Indemnity with sex.
0: Film noir with sex. Yeah, no. <laughs> so it's basically the entire erotic thriller genre that we're going through right now.
2: Well, I I don't know. This one does feel more like a film noir than the other ones we've covered. How so? Uh, mostly in just terms of like, and, and I know he's like paying homage to a lot of film noirs, but just the he does a nice uh, he does a whole bunch of scenes that are just wonders. Where the camera is in a lockdown position and actors will move into a spot and then it'll just dolly and the actors will walk forward into a close up. Oh, yeah. And okay. We'll I remember a couple of Yeah. yeah like, like when he's getting the – what is it? The, the phone call when uh, – yeah. uh, what is it? Turner's like, oh, yeah, uh, you need to go to the boathouse and collect these glasses and don't worry about a bomb being in there. And he's just <laughs> – that whole thing is just done from a cigarette to his face. Out to his secretary, he walks into the shot. Then he goes and sits down, and then the camera just is panning across
0: nothing, just his office space. I don't know; it's it's very forties filmmaking. So, having not seen a lot of film noirs, would you say that the general um, approach to a film noir is high level filmmaking, or was that kind of like the trashy films of of like the forties and fifties? I don't know; it's, it's, they're kind of both. You know, they were they were heavily stylized. So yeah, but heavily stylized because they were lacking in the content, or because the the, the people who were making them were just like, let's try something f- totally fucking new and get as much shadow in here as we can because it hadn't been done before.
2: <sighs> well, during the forties, I think they were mostly doing it to hide all the shit they couldn't show, like all the sex, all the like everything was off screen, all the violence. You know, like mm. you think of those even like the gangster films like J- James Cagney was in. You see him firing a gun,
0: but. You don't see a lot of people
2: getting sprayed and hosed down with bullets, right? Right. All that shit is
0: happening not only off screen but in the shadows, hence the darkness and the general color palette or lack thereof because it's black and white. And it looks awesome. It does. It does. I I, I think it uh, it it launched the film genre or the if it launched the, the our understanding as an audience of what film could be into more of a visual medium. Maybe I don't know.
2: Yeah. No. 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 I. I. I yeah. I totally agree. And we have the return of the. The white coat or the white outfit. I I think this is a running thing from Vertigo,
0: with all these co- color films. It has to be man, because from the second she gets up in the middle of that outdoor concert, it was just like everyone and everyone looks like they're just not having fun and they're dying from the heat. And then she walks past like she's a fucking goddess.
1: I like I like the word angel. I I think cause it, uh, I think we use that with um, Glenn Close, like the angel of death, mm-hmm. but also like you you don't realize quite exactly what she's bringing. So it kind of goes both. But yeah, no, like a goddess. She looks amazing in this. She looks all all of the clothes and yes, it's the white again and um I kind of looked it up. I've I've kind of been looking it up after each movie and um like the best that I can find, the best analysis that I can find, which I don't necessarily agree with is that white is um like a blank pure color and so you can project all of your um like thoughts and beliefs onto her um that's
0: interesting especially considering that first interaction they get the the snow cones and then she spills it on herself and it's both in the place of her heart and it's on her boobs and she's like, it's red and you should lick it instead of just getting the paper towels. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff happening in that one fucking scene, man. It's a
1: lot going on. That's that's probably one of my I think that's my favorite scene in the whole movie is their banter when they first meet.
0: Yeah. Oh, so that good. Is good. Said it was married. <laughs> yeah. <You didn't>, and <laughs> <laughs> it didn't qualify. You didn't say happily married. Oh.
1: That's her business, okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so fucking badass she's just she i love how she's just fucking owning it from like the jump
1: so i think the reason that's my favorite scene is because yes she is owning it and she is getting in there and she looks amazing and she's acting like so amazing it's she's just on top of it and then she turns into this like driveling like oh but i love you so much i just want to be with you and i was like is she like playing this guy for a fool or is she like actually this (laughs) stupid and so i spent like half of the movie trying to figure out what was going on (laughs) because he was just he was just eating it up too and i was like either way regardless of which scenario she's actually playing out like he's stupid this is why he's stupid and deserves whatever (laughs) happens to him
2: He's in love. He's blinded by love, Kristen. He can't. No, see. No, no.
1: Listen. No. <laughs> no, God, no, no. Listen. Listen, Linda.
0: Listen. <laughs> they throw around the love word
2: all the time in this movie. Like, oh I love it. Oh you. my
0: God. No, I might I got to I g I I gotta I gotta admit, just for the sake of good conversation, uh I was fucking eating it up too. I was I was full on projecting <laughs> myself into William Hurts mode, like, damn, this bitch is like great and she's trying to leave her terrible husband and he's eating it up and I'm eating it up and then When that twist happens at the end, I was like, holy shit, I just need to go back and watch this whole fucking movie again from her perspective because knowing what she was playing (laughs) for the whole movie – like that's my only regret for this is I watched it for the first time last night and I wanted to watch it again tonight. I just didn't have time because of shoots and randomness. I was like, I wanted to see it again from her perspective because you can't watch this a second time without being like, she's fucking playing him the entire time. Of course Kristen knows it from the (laughs) – Like, that doesn't surprise me at all that you're like, ah, what is she doing?
1: Yeah, what is she doing? Because, like, her character totally changes. And it's not like, oh, she's in love and so she softens up. Like, she's, like, literally, like, making him do everything. And every time he has an idea, like, she plants all of these things in his brain Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that he thinks it's his idea and he thinks he's so smart. And then... But, but yeah and that goes along with the fact that like the whole time everyone's telling him how much of an idiot he is and he's like well then i knew married girlfriend likes me so fuck all of you and 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 if and if you had
0: seen what this girl can do with my stuff you would not be saying this sir
1: no but that was how stupid he was like the second the second the will was or the husband died and the will was red. He was like, well, listen, she came on to me in the parking lot. So I'm going to go fuck her. Bye, guys. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you're so stupid.
0: Uh, OK. All right. It, I'm sorry. In defense of that moment, that was like the first time that I actually saw him like fucking playing his friends because obviously they've been together before. We know that as the audience. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. The fact that he was able to turn that moment where he was like, what the fuck are you doing? We talked about this. You sh- you shouldn't have done that. Why? What's wrong with you? And then turns around to tell his friends that, oh, she's coming on to me. I'm going to go hit that. That was one of the more brilliant things that he was able to pull off hold in on. the movie.
1: I'm not saying that. OK, hold on. Hold on. Like, give it like a week. Let it breathe. Let the will settle. Like, don't just. Oh, immediately no. 100%. Yes. He absolutely like-
0: should have. But if you're going to look for an excuse to finally, like, do it, like, you know. Legally, I don't know of another different word. Morally okay, just, I guess.
1: No, I mean I understand what you're saying, but like at the same time, with everything that she's now pulling with the will and everything that's happening that's now up in the air, uh, it's not a great time to start fucking the widow. That's no. all I'm saying. No, it's definitely like, not. It's definitely not. Yeah. They like, should have captured you, you the secret from the
0: jump, obviously. And yeah,
2: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he wants to talk to her at that point because they they feel like they're such a team, you know, and she betrays him and doesn't even tell him he's totally blindsided by it like when he goes to that meeting he doesn't even know what he's there for he's just like oh they want to they want to talk to me okay i i don't know i like i i it is wrong but i understand like he's like i want to know why you did this to me and then she just has sex with him he's like oh well
1: yeah it doesn't matter Water, no, no. Listen, oh that's why you did it to me <laughs> i'm like i don't i don't want to come off as insensitive to this poor man, because I think that this would be common. <laughs> I, would, I but hope I will you would say, be more
0: insensitive to, for just for the sake of this conversation. No,
1: but I'm, no, well, maybe I'm about to be. I don't know. But I will say <laughs> that if you sit here and you're like, I want a woman like Kathleen Turner who does whatever I want and tells me how fucking great I am and like completely loses her personality, you kind of get what you deserve because she's either playing Holy you shit. or she's either playing you or she has so many fucking mental issues, and so do you for falling for it. No, I'm sorry. Mm, there is that. Is not that insensitive 100%.
0: enough? <laughs> no, no. That this is why Kristen is the best, because <laughs> she speaks the truth, and she does so in a lovingly, lack of bullshit kind of way. Where we're just like, no, I can't. I can't see that for anything but the truth. I mean, he's got a lot of issues. I mean, he is a murderer. Um, and he does. And that not, is his yeah. solution. He's the one who thinks he comes up with it. Even though she's fucking playing him from the whole from the whole the whole time, Goddamn.
1: I thought he was gonna suggest killing the maid too. I was like, Is this gonna turn <laughs> to a killing spree? Like what are we doing here?
2: I kept thinking we were gonna see the maid. Do you think the maid is just some
0: made up shit?
2: Like we never see okay, the maid Okay, legitimately ever in the it movie.
0: could be. It could be. You don't see her, you don't hear her. It's not like there's a phone conversation with the maid. It's it could a hundred percent be a ploy that she's she's making for like, well, you know. Even when the niece is dropped off, you don't see the maid.
1: But you don't really see um, Kathleen Turner alone or Maddie Walker. You don't see her really alone, chilling. Like, I don't know. There could be a maid. I don't think the maid is that big of a character. I think a lot of it was blamed on the maid. Well, that's but... the point.
0: Like, if if she needs some other extraneous person to blame, a made-up maid is yeah. very easy to use.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just weird that, like, I don't know. The maid is, like, never on screen. It's such a central character that that does things at the end of this movie you know they're blackmailing him to get the glasses back and it's just like i don't know if this person even exists kathleen turner Mm. she does play a very hot crazy woman
1: i mean are we calling her crazy i think she's very like she knows exactly what she's doing no this is this is like
0: 1981 (laughs) level of of like gone psychopathic
1: sure okay yes psychopath sure sure sure
2: yeah like, like plotting murders like she murdered her best hi- friend in high school um well or got some other guy to kill him i don't know you know it's a gray area we don't know how the friend Look, died
1: man when i when i saw the yearbook and all that and i really understood what was happening there i was like that bitch is so smart like
0: <laughs> <laughs> who comes up with yeah.
1: that how would you even come up with that
0: well that's why his his whole like thoughtful exposition at the end where he's like oh maybe she changed names back before anyone knew her and then this friend that showed up actually was finally tracking her down that was such a perfect like exposition to explain the entire movie in about four sentences that i was i'm just amazed at at lawrence castan's efficiency with putting this stuff on screen he conveys a lot very quickly and and that's hard to do without sounding cheesy or corny or or like you're just Deus Ex Machina the shit out of it. He he does. Um, I will say though, I was a little, I
2: was taken aback by his interpretation of the ending on the on the behind the scenes interviews. Really? And, uh, yeah him and him and Kathleen Lawrence Kasdan and Kathleen Turner are both interviewed, and they're talking about the last couple scenes in the movie, the boathouse, and where we see Kathleen Turner on the tropical island, or where, or where okay, okay. Brazil yep. or somewhere. Anyway, Lawrence Kasdan was saying that Kathleen Turner was – her character was actually in love with William Hurt at that point. She had planned this kind, and at that moment, she loved him. And then the reason she looks so blank-faced, I guess, at the end when she's on the beach is because she had to sacrifice this man she loved in order to get everything that she wanted. To do what was necessary. I think that's the line that they keep bringing back mm-hmm. up. Yeah. I did not read it that way at all. I was just like, no, she's just a cold. I'm going to get what I want. I do do what's necessary. I did not believe in for one second that she loved this guy for real at the at the end. I was like, no, I don't I... know if that was conveyed or maybe I just missed something or maybe Kathleen Turner just such a good actress that I just bought it everything in the first half. And I don't know. I just blanked out at this end and didn't read it right.
1: I didn't think that she was in love with him at any point in the film. Yeah, I didn't either.
0: Yeah, at, at best she was she was playing on his uh codependency. But when they both said that I was just like, wow, that that is not how I read that at all.
1: <laughs> maybe that was something they had to say cuz it was the 80s and like you What? Have to make allowances for I don't know, I don't know.
2: I maybe, I guess. It it is one of those rare Hollywood films where the bad guy gets away at the end. I guess one of them does. William Hurt's ass goes to jail.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah.
1: That was really funny. I enjoyed that a lot, actually.
0: <laughs> I love the letter from the fucking school principal, whoever it was. They're, they're like, <laughs> here's here's the thing. I fucking paused that shit. I'm like, all right, I got to read this. Because it's like, too. here's your yearbook. Please send it back. Please, for the love of God, just, just send it back. Like, you can't keep it. Like, this is a loner. Please send it back.
2: And it, was, it was obviously, like, the way it was written was, like, some kind of guys where he, he wrote this high school and was like, uh, yeah, I guess I'm in jail and uh, my cousin went to this high school and I, I want to see their
0: picture in the yearbook. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Your cu- I'm sure I don't know how you found your cousin, but just send it back.
2: P.S. Good luck on your rehabilitation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's some 81 shit right there. Right? Thanks, question mark. <laughs>
2: Was he thrown to jail for both the husband and her murder at the
1: end? I don't think that's clear. And technically he did murder the husband, so he should go to jail for that. I mean, Kathleen Turner did not technically do anything.
0: Yeah, at best she could be charged with conspiracy to murder. (laughs) She really wanted him to dead
2: and she traded sexual favors instead of paying a (laughs) hitman. (laughs)
0: well yeah
1: i mean technically technically all she said was you know i wish i wasn't married shouldn't say did she say she wants him dead i don't know if we could even get her on that i mean i think she started
0: talking about how he's not a great person
1: i think Um, yeah and then he was like i'm gonna kill him and she was like what
0: (laughs) what no that's a terrible idea you should definitely do that i mean you should think about i mean i can't tell you to do that i love you She played the shit out of him.
1: All right. So can we talk for a second, though, about how hot it is in this town and how they like they're and how no one is
0: wearing shorts. Why the hell is no one wearing shorts in fucking
1: Florida? Okay, it's Florida and they're so hot and nobody has air conditioning. And these people are like naked, laying on top of each other with satin sheets. And I was just like, (laughs) guys, Guys. You would
0: not be laying on top of each other if there was a fucking heat wave.
1: Especially with those sheets. No. Oh my god. No. At
0: best you would be like laying next to each other. I was uncomfortable just just
1: watching them because it's if it's that hot, like they like, no, that's not that's not how it works. Like, please don't do that. Like, don't touch anybody when you're that hot. No.
0: I did appreciate that after after watching Basic Instinct, where they're having sex for hours and there's no sweat. (laughs) And this, there was a hell of a lot of sweat.
1: But they were that sweaty all the time.
0: <laughs> That's also true. Yeah, it was definitely in keeping with the overall theme of the uh, the heat wave or the body heat, if you want to bring that title back around.
1: But also, but also, yes, they were hot all the time. And then, like, like there was one time, I'm assuming she showered, but after they had sex and she was kicking him out, and she was wearing like a full length nightgown with sleeves, and I was like, girl. <laughs> Like, and no, she closed not. all what the windows. Say, what the hell? She closed all the windows too, and I was like, "What are you doing? <laughs> it is so hot. Like you can't do that." Anyway, feel like if you're if you're that consistent with the sweat on their bodies, like we need to follow this through.
2: When they were shooting on location, it was actually cold. That's why I don't think anybody's actually wearing shorts. Like they were. That makes su- sense. Yeah, they were. Wait, this- what? Yeah, I know, right? They were sucking on ice cubes to
0: the. To- stop from their breath showing up on film where was their location cuz that sounds like bullshit it was in florida florida doesn't get cold enough to like need to suck on ice cubes to not have
2: i i didn't what? think it it ever got that cold there either i mean it gets chilly I, every
0: now and again okay i was born in florida and lived there till i was 9 florida does not get cold enough to need to suck on fucking ice cubes in order to not have breath in the air i call bullshit <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah no that that is what the, everybody was saying That's, on the
1: it says it was filmed in Lake Worth, Florida.
0: Lake Worth, Florida. All right, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Google Maps. I mean, it, it does get... That's fucking Fort Lauderdale in Miami. Conflict. That shit does not get cold enough to need to suck on fucking ice cubes. What
2: the hell? Yeah, it doesn't get that cold, yeah. Nah, man, nah. But that is what they were spitting on the behind the scenes, and I saw IMDB and fucking, what was it, uh, Wikipedia had that.
0: I saw one thing on IMDb that said that, and then in that same trivia thing, they were like, or some other reports also say that's bullshit.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, it, was, it was one of the actresses memoirs or some shit like that.
0: Okay. <laughs> that just sounds like they're trying to make shit up, sucking on ice cubes. Maybe you're sucking on ice cubes in between takes because it actually was warm.
1: <sighs> well, I could see – okay, Florida does – I mean, it's not like super chilly, but Florida can get down into the 60s and maybe the 50s. Fi- I don't know about 50s, but I Florida mean, no, like if, if you're
0: there and like January or December. Yeah, it'll hit 55 at night, even 49 ish, maybe, but not cold enough to need to suck on ice cubes. That's well,
1: bullshit. no, no, of course not. That does sound like bullshit, but it explains a lot of the long sleeves and the pants.
0: That's true. I just don't understand how how like from from the whole opening sequence, they're trying to establish as a heat wave. Everybody looks hella hot. And then he goes to this outdoor concert where you see sweat on fucking everyone, but also everyone is wearing pants. There's not a single person that is visible at that outdoor concert wearing goddamn shorts and flip flops. This is Florida in 1981. Where are all the fucking shorts? Shorts.
1: It was cold. It was cold in real life. No right, one. So I'm.
0: So I'm trying to. I just want to. I just want to understand. <laughs> That's why
1: they're laying on those satin sheets. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's where they're like, let's huddle together to keep warm during this heat. I hope wave. that was a set.
2: <laughs> you know, they weren't out like, hey, let's, let's film this nude scene out, <laughs> out location.
1: <laughs>
0: Just make sure nobody's walking by on the beach.
1: I mean, I'm sure it was a location or like a set or a closed set, whatever. But like the windows were open for a lot of it. So if it was cold, it makes sense that... Yeah, I don't know. Actually, that makes I mean, sense. Actually, actually that makes sense. Wait a well, minute. Like, if it was cold, and yeah, you do see breezes, but if it was cold or cool enough, that explains why she's laying on top of him to hide, to hide. Yeah, actually, that makes sense. To
0: hide the cold nipples? Yeah, <laughs> it say. makes this sense. Is, it <laughs> makes this is sense. a safe space. So we we're gonna say goof bumps. <laughs> No, it's it's erotic thriller.
1: Month. there's, <laughs> there's
0: boobs. I'm sorry, but so you you're hiding
1: everyone's nipples. Really, at that point,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, it works. I was surprised at
2: the lack of nudity. I mean, it, this movie did have nudity, but
1: it, it wasn't. But overkill. very little. But again, maybe that needed to change because it was cold.
0: <laughs> I don't know. If, considering the fact that they had like a woman going down on a dude, and then a, a little like ten-year-old walks in on it. Like that was the most risque thing in this whole movie. I was expecting a lot more like sex in this erotic thriller kind of movie. Maybe that's just because we just came off of Basic Instinct, and that's just like every <laughs> everything is everywhere all the time. That I was like, "Where's the rest of it?" Basic Instinct's like, "Hold my beer."
2: <laughs> one scene in this movie, we we can beat any film, any of these. Everything they got in the whole movie, we one scene.
0: Hundred percent, a hundred percent. Oh, yeah, that is true
2: although i I did like that shot where they w- William hurts like up against the the window and you can see like the sunset outside, and she comes up and holds him behind, and then she throws him down, and they're both laying together. I thought that was a pretty risque shot,
0: yeah, there was one moment where her her hand goes down on him, and I was like, "Oh, that's all in shot, that's happening right now, okay." Alright, I guess this still qualifies, okay That was weird too, because that was like kind of a tinder moment Like after they already did it Yeah, yeah And she's like, you still got something, right? I do like that line, he's
2: like, damn it woman, you're trying to kill me?
0: <laughs> oh no, wait, that was the husband Give me 30 seconds at least The husband, the old man Is like, I'm gonna have a heart
2: attack Get into it twice in one night back.
0: That was that, Honestly, that if you're gonna write some shit like that she is literally trying to kill him. And then he says, are you trying to kill me? And then he goes downstairs to be killed by her boyfriend. That's pretty fucking great, I gotta say.
2: Cassie does throw his, uh, his comedy in where he can get it. <laughs> it's
0: a little macabre, but, you know. It's perfect, it's perfect. Oh my
2: goodness. Uh, anybody got anything else before we hit break? Because we're almost at that 30 minute mark. Let's, let's reset this shit. Alright, well, we're going to take a break. We are going to play the trailer for Lawrence Cassidy's Body Heat. We're going to be right back. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Lawrence Kasdan's
0: Buddy Heat with wind chimes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another trailer that I've watched recently that has zero dialogue in it. I can't. I, can't, I literally can't think of one right now. I'm sure there are some. There's, I'm sure there's plenty. And that was an interesting choice.
2: I think there's plenty, you no. Know? Usually you have a little bit of dialogue.
0: <sighs> I mean, uh, uh, like a 30-second teaser sure no dialogue just show me images because you're not going to give anything away the whole two-minute trailer just just matchstick sound for the spilling out the name of the film it was an interesting choice kinda, i'm kind of here for it actually i think oh, it was yeah, supposed to be gunshots. It
1: links with the arson oh. oh
0: that's a good point yeah yeah that's a good point the arson wait what did you say brian i think there were they supposed to be gunshots shots. let's
1: watch it again
0: <laughs> was it was, I was, mean, was it matches I thought it was well, that's a- fair. No, no. Well, the f- OK, the first the first sound, it did strike me as a little bit of a gunshot, but it, it seemed more like it was like some kind of, yeah, like Kristen said, like arson, like those things lighting on fire. You know, there are only a couple of sounds in the whole goddamn trailer. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. A lot of wind chimes. We don't know. Was, was it there heard? even music or was it just wind chimes? Uh, I don't know. I don't think there was
1: music. I yeah. think it was just the chimes. That was, and that was the whatever. choice. I think it was. I think it was matches lighting. Yeah, yeah. And then burning out. It's crazy.
2: The score in this movie is so good. You would think you'd use some of that. I, re- I really love the score. John Barry composed this uh, from James Bond fame. He did all the uh, early Connery. Uh,
0: oh I think he did some of the Roger Moore ones too. Didn't Lawrence Gassin write one of the Bond movies? Uh, I feel no. like I saw that when I was scrolling through one of his writer credits.
2: I don't think so, unless it was that. Unless it was that one, uh, the remake of Thunderball. What is that called? Never Say Never Again. It may have been that one. I haven't seen that movie that much.
0: I haven't seen most Bond movies that much, but yeah,
2: we got to do a, at least a, a
0: biannual Bond marathon through the through all of them. I've definitely not even seen all of them, so Wait, that's like
1: <laughs> when when is the appropriate time of year to do the Bond marathon? So like a Christmas thing, or
2: I, no? It's more of like a Thanksgiving thing that kind of uh-huh. runs into Christmas because there's like mm, more than twenty okay, films. Okay, okay.
0: Because there's there's a lot of snow and that gets you in the mood for Christmas in well, a lot of the it's- Bond movies.
1: Well, sure, but like, also, like, everyone's off of work, and you think you're going to do family time, and then you're like, never mind, let's watch a movie. But and there's like a ton of Bond movies, so that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so if like family comes through, you can be like, sorry, Dad, we don't have to have a conversation. We can just watch James Bond. Click.
2: You know, there's a specific moment in time that uh, Thanksgiving was the the reason. Um, what was it? Uh, the world is not enough, and um, the world this? is not enough. Sleepy Hollow. They both came out on Thanksgiving weekend. In like, oh yeah, 98 or something. Or 99. I
1: remember Sleepy Hollow coming out. Yeah.
2: That was a big weekend.
1: So, not in the trailer, Um, but one of the supporting characters was Ted Danson, and I really enjoyed seeing Ted Danson
0: fucking killed in this. Like, when I first saw him, my brain was like, holy shit, Ted Danson. And then, like, the next three times I saw him, I was like, wait, who is that? And then I had to like reprocess that is Ted Danson in 1980 what the I,
1: hell I saw his name in the credits and I was excited to see him and then it yes I saw he had several scenes and then it was like I don't know the fourth or the fifth scene that I was like oh there he is that's
0: <laughs> yeah 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 seeing his name in the, in, in the credits it was like okay okay
1: but he's wonderful in this
0: but he's fucking fantastic in this yeah. yeah and when he's like out on that dock or the pier or whatever and he's like dancing in the moonlight or to those whatever and he's just like trying to channel a little Fred Astaire before William Hurt comes jogging up to then have a smoke. I, love, a that. <laughs> I
2: love that. scene. Every running. time he
0: goes jogging, he's like, great. Now I've heard a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly Lawrence Kasdan is not a smoker. What a fucking <laughs> killer thing to give to a character. That's so perfect.
2: That is a, that is a really good scene when he's trying to, trying to warn him and, and tip him off. Ted dancing is a William Hurt's like, yeah, you know, we're going to get these glasses, buddy. Yep. Yep. I don't care if you did it. This guy was a scumbag anyway. But also, yeah, we
1: know you did it. So,
2: <laughs> Yeah, he's not very subtle with that.
1: <laughs> no, I love that line where uh, William Hurt's like, do I need my lawyer present? And he's like, your lawyer he's is like, present. He is present.
0: It's me, buddy. We've been friends for a long time. That's what I'm telling you. Let's shit right now. God, it's such a good writing in this. Like, there's so many little moments like that that are so good.
2: Yeah, I I think I like all the writing. The only moment that I understand why they did it, it's a stylized little bit, but the shot where they're going over all the prison bars and we're seeing all the cells and then it stops on William Hurt and they do this twisted, candid zoom in on his face and he just wakes up and sits up in bed and goes, She's alive! (laughs) (laughs) And that just killed me, man. I don't... I, I, like, I understand why it's there, you know, but I don't know. It just yeah. came off as
1: well, I mean, they clearly had to put it in because I'm assuming when they tested this, audiences were confused. But I just assumed that after everything she's done, why would she die like in her own trap? She's not going to do that.
0: Right, right. Clearly. I mean, because he was far enough away that, and he was looking in the other direction. Like, they filmed it where he was facing camera and that shit was happening in the background. She knew exactly how much time it was. She knew that the other chick was already in there. She could have opened the fucking door and then jumped into the lake or the water or whatever it was.
1: She probably put the the other body in there so that when he went in to get the glasses, it would look like she was there and died with... Oh,
0: him. 100%. Yeah, that was clear from the jump. Like yeah. She 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 meant for everyone to think that she was dead and she'd already moved the money. So, like, it was... She had planned this shit out for years. <laughs> I love that scene, too, when he's trying to explain that to his cop buddy. and His cop buddy's just looking at him like,
2: dude, you're fucking insane. Have you lost it? <laughs> what has jail done to you? What, what is this fucking made up crazy plot you have going on? You're insane. Who would do that? That's some Joker level manipulation.
1: <laughs> yeah, but also her chilling on the beach at the end was like, wonderful. I was like, finally, like a bad guy who like put so much thought into this can have like a really good a really good ending, you know? I mean not nah, like she's an, an unhappy person and whatever. But like I don't know, like usually you have all these villains who put so much thought into their entire plan and then like one tiny detail and it's unraveled. But no no no, she executed it perfectly. Well that I think
0: that's one thing that Lawrence Kasdan does really well is he sets the audience up to think that the one tiny detail or the several tiny details that are going wrong are going wrong for the sake of of she's fucking it up for him and to find out at the end of the movie no she planned all that shit for him to fuck it up so that she could get away was just fucking brilliant and i loved that so much
1: but not only that she chose him because he fucked stuff up like that 100% wonderful yeah.
0: i'm glad we don't know that until the
2: the big lawyer scene when they're all sitting around the table and it's just like oh, wait what like, I, I kind of knew you were a shitty lawyer before based off of how everybody was talking about you. But Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got sued by other lawyers? Like, god damn, bro, you suck.
0: That nice little scene where the other lawyer is like, where do I know you from? Where do you know I know from? Oh, shit. You were the guy that... Oh. oh, and real quick question. The lady that William Hurt is
2: having sex with the first time we see him, and we don't get her name. Some lady, she's putting on her brassiere. What is that outfit she's wearing? Is she supposed to be a flight attendant or she's putting on some kind of uniform? And they even mentioned something about it, but I could not tell what the fuck it was.
1: I even paused on it and was like, what is that? I actually paused on it, too, because I was trying to figure out what her uniform was. And I wasn't sure. Let me see if I can look that up. But that's one of the things that he does is he, until Maddie Walker, he has he really only has sex with women in uniforms because there's a nurse later on, right? Yeah,
2: like that one you can clearly see. And I was that was what made me think like, oh, is it supposed to be a flight attendant? But I don't it's know. It's
1: possible. I didn't recognize the uniform, so it could be a flight attendant.
2: I was not flying on airplanes in 1981. <laughs> I actually,
1: I halfway wondered the first time I saw it. And then the second time I was like, no, I don't think so. But the first time I saw it, I thought maybe it was like some sort of weird like, waitress uniform like because because the, they have a weird oh, uniform at the it diner did seem like a
0: waitress uniform to me that that but, was how i read it all
2: right yeah. that makes sense okay all right yeah yeah yeah. that makes a lot more sense i don't know why i didn't process that i guess i was going to something- then
0: he and ted Danson are having that whole back and forth about like the, who's gonna get the waitress who like just treats them both like their old like brother sister kind of sibling relationship
1: but they but – they, yeah, but I mean they weren't sleeping with that waitress. That was a different no, – No, no, no. But there was yeah, a, yeah. at
0: least one joke where they were like who's going to finally get get the waitress, like convince her that we're worth – Ted Danson's like hold my two iced teas. <laughs> I'm going to go get those Every digits. Every fucking time. The usual two more iced teas.
2: We get it, Ted Danson. You're hot.
0: <laughs> I love how he's always pulling out the fucking lime and is like sucking on the lime. Like the first time I saw him do it, I was like, "What? What is happening?" And then, like the third or fourth time he did it, I was like, "Okay, no this is just a thing that he does." Got it. I liked it. I like this whole Brett, character. Brett bit, always eating in every scene. He's just gonna have two iced teas. <laughs> yeah, it's his thing, man. He's like a
2: double fist. My iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's hot. It's hot. So. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> you guys can talk to me, but you gotta promise we don't talk about the heat. Unless you see the heat coming around the corner. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, how did you guys feel about him going to his, what, was his former client and asking him for arson help?
0: Oh, fucking Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke, man. Like, it took me until the end of the movie to see his name come up on the credits for me to process that that was Mickey Rourke. I was like, who is this guy? Like, he's good looking dude. He's like, really, really? interesting acting. It's like what the fuck? Have I just never seen anything with Mickey Rourke before he was like fifty? Well, wasn't he like a? Didn't he do some sports
2: or some like wrestling or something? And
0: I guess I don't I want know. to say
2: messed up his face. That's so fucked up. Uh, but you know, like gave him a cauliflower ear and messed up his fucking face. I, I don't know how to put it in a nice disfigured, way. Disfigured, him. Disfigured. <laughs> disfigured. <laughs> Damn, that sounds worse.
1: <laughs> Makes him. Mess like up his fucking face sounds better. <laughs> I don't
2: know. It kind of does. No. You say disfigured? I feel like he's like fucking fan of the
1: opera. <laughs> Somebody threw acid in his face.
2: No, ah!
1: <laughs> there are lots of ways of getting disfigured.
2: But yeah, he was a good-looking guy back in the uh, back in the eighties. I really like. A- Have you guys ever seen Angel Heart? He's in that uh, with Robert De Niro. No, that's a good kind of noir-esque detective story. More of a kind of a horror movie. Also very hot.
0: I thought him going to his old client where like he's clearly got some kind of an established relationship with, with this criminal or there's the implication that he had some kind of history. Maybe he got off. Maybe he didn't. We don't know. I thought that kind of uh, explained a little bit more about his character. Like he's he's great buddy-buddy with the people who were previously tried and so of course he's going to try and figure out with him.
1: Well, I was going to say, is he like friends with him or is he just like a shitty lawyer and also a shitty person and also bad at reading people as obviously, you know, as, as evident by Kathleen Turner. And he was just like, hey, man, <laughs> remember that one time? <laughs> yeah.
0: I thought you knew how to do this stuff. Can you also help me do that stuff?
1: Yeah. It like, worked out he... so well for
0: me. Why not?
1: That's I was trying to figure out exactly why he would go because even if i like let's say i know someone who could theoretically set arsons i'm not gonna like roll up and be like yo man like i know this (laughs) is what you do (laughs) can i have some help i'm sure this won't be
0: traced back to you or anything it'll be fine (laughs) i did like that he was a little bit of like voice of conscience like dude whatever you think you're trying to plan like you should not do it i'm just gonna tell you that now i'll help you but good luck
1: well, and also when I guess Mickey Rourke called him at some point and later in the film and was like, yo, do you know about this broad? Like, because you should be careful. <laughs> oh, yeah, did yeah,
0: he yeah. call? Did he call like from jail or something like that? Like, no, he went He went to go see him in jail. Oh, Mickey Rourke gets, uh,
2: gets arrested and then. Yeah. You think he's, he's going there to uh, be his attorney. But no, nope. it's like, no, I, I'm going to get a different attorney. I just I just want to give you the heads up, dude, and let you know that I'm not going to rat you out. You know, we're good <laughs> pals.
1: Yeah, That was really funny. Like, how bad of a lawyer do you have to be that, like, your criminal <laughs> who's in jail is like, actually, I'm good. But thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's on a scale of one to good. That's not great for sure. I don't know. It didn't look like uh, William Heard had a lot of clients, you know, it didn't. It did not. Ted Danson was the district attorney, right? Like he was, he yeah. was the one like actually working for the state.
2: Yeah, because yeah. they were against each other in the when we see him in the courtroom. Right.
0: right. Who was Which the is other always guy? An interesting, like relationship. Which other guy? Were the there three judge? of them in
1: the office? Oh, it was this judge?
0: Well, that first scene where he, they're, like, whispering to each other, that was definitely the judge talking to both of them. Is that what you're talking about?
1: No, I'm thinking of the scene in the office after they read the will and the oh, cousin the detective. is – Oh, he's a detective. Okay.
0: The guy in, like, the suit and the hat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure he's a detective. He's definitely the police for sure.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. I figured he was doing something on the side of the law.
0: Yeah. I read it as a detective because later when they're having that conversation on the pier after the after the run and the smoke – he was like, the other guy, whatever his name was, is definitely not going to let you get off. Like, he's searching down all the leads and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's why I thought he was, like, in charge or whatever, but maybe not.
0: That whole scene when they're getting ready to go into the
2: planning of the murder, after Mickey Rourke says, like, ah, you know, this is not for you. You probably shouldn't do this. this. is a bad idea. You do kind of think that they drop that because the next scene you see him in the bed and they're talking about, like, attacking the husband in the house. Yeah. I do like the realization that, like... Both of those things are actually one crime. I, I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't see that coming. I was like, oh, they're just going to kill him in the house and make it look like a burglar r- r- broke in and what's going on here? And then when they actually go to that old hotel, what was it called? Like the-, the breaker or some shit
0: like that? The breakers. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay. I actually had to rewind it because that conversation that they had where she was like, I'll send him downstairs at two 30 or whatever. Like, later, when after after she's had sex with her husband, and then, like, he's like, there's someone in the house. And, like, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Who's in the house? I had to rewind it to realize what she had said was that the implication that William Hurt would be coming to the house, and she would send him downstairs. And that's why she was trying to delay him from getting up and leaving at 1 o'clock or whatever the clock was saying. Yeah, that was breezed through really fast.
2: But I don't know. It it does add a nice, like, little mystery and a little bit of suspense and... Especially when he, he's got the body in the fucking back of the car. And I swear to God, <laughs> yeah. the motherfucker is just like, hey, woman, be careful. You, there's fog out here. You
0: better drive careful. And then he right.
2: fucks up everything. way.
0: kills himself. <laughs> almost hits a tree. It's like three different cars. I know,
2: right? The same street.
0: Like, dude, you're going to mansplain and then almost kill yourself? That's perfect. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is one of those Like, William Hurt plays a character. He's... He's so macho. He's so like, oh, I'm I'm going out there having one night stands, conquering the women. And dude, he gets so fucking like demasculated, just like put into his place, just owned. His whole world gets shattered. I just I love that. Like this. I don't know. It's just it's nice. It's very poetic.
0: All right. So speaking of shattering whole worlds, how do you feel about like the, the beginning of their relationship? Like. Once they've had their little bantering conversation on, like, the beach, he goes all over fucking everywhere trying to find her again. They meet up in that bar. They have a nice little conversation. She's like, no one can see me, like, leaving with you. So she slaps him. <laughs> First of all, I love the fact that they just cut straight from the slap to, like, then they're at their house. There's no, like, him following in the parking lot. There's no, like, there any other movie, there could have been, like, three different shots in between slap and then following. But the fact that they just go straight from fuck you slap to then they're at the house was great. But her like leading him into the house. And then like, here's, here's those wind chimes that I was telling you about. And then she locks him out of the house and he's, he's just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Did you guys see, like see it coming that he was going to fucking throw a chair through the window, break down the fucking door to get to his woman. (laughs) He's like,
2: "Uh, these walls will not
0: (laughs) separate me from you. Standing there like, yeah, bitch, come on, come at me. Let's do this.
1: It bothered me so much. <laughs> I hated it so much, and I think it was at that point that I was like, "He's so stupid." <laughs> like, yeah. like, it how does much not does she matter him. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, "What is going
0: on?" She's just standing there waiting for him. Like, what? You're gonna break down the fucking window? What? Oh, I, I love it, man.
2: Like, she's just sitting there, like, just watching him. She's not. She doesn't move, and he's just going around trying all those doors. And he's just like, oh, I'm I'm such a man's man. I'm so macho, bro. I'm gonna break this door down and
0: go get my girl.
1: <laughs> right, and so that's how she knows that he's a really great target.
0: <laughs> yeah, in case yeah, anyone no. is
1: confused,
0: hundred <laughs> percent. In retrospect, in the in the 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 subsequent second viewing, a hundred percent, she's like. Is this working? Is this working? No, because Fuck look, yes,
1: no, because look, if it, you know, because she kisses him and she's like, no, but I can't. I don't trust myself. You have to leave. <laughs> if he was like, A dude who was, like, fucking normal in his head, he'd be like, oh, like, I'm just going to leave because this bitch is crazy and says she doesn't want it. (laughs) Yeah. And she's married. And what the fuck am I doing? Like, he's going to leave. Why?
0: Why am I fucking with all this shit?
1: Wait, maybe she doesn't mean it, though. Wait, wait. What is she doing? Wait, why is she looking at me? Wait, maybe I should break a fucking window.
0: She must want me, too. (laughs) She's still standing there watching me. Like something out of the fucking Shining.
1: Yeah, like yeah, that's 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 that's, that's whole scene right there was when I was like, "What's happening? There's <laughs> something happening here." Like, what?
2: <laughs> she does tell him yes, yes. Right afterwards, they they didn't do an a uh, you know, an ambiguous possible
0: date rape situation. <laughs> she she
2: just like no, take She's me. She's like yes, put take me take in me. your arms,
0: take me, do it. She's cold. She's a cold. Manipulative killer. No, no. Love it. Some men give her pleasure, and as long as they give her pleasure, she's... Oh, sorry. That was the last movie. That's... Never, mind, never mind. But
1: I think it applies. They're the same kind of the same character. 100%. No, absolutely. Th- sh- I think she...
2: All right. Sharon Stone kept Michael Douglas around at the end of the movie. This woman ain't got no time for that. You know, she's got to go live her best life, just like it said in her yearbook. You know? She wants to
0: be rich and live well, an exotic life. I think <laughs> if, if I think he had he... not tried to fuck her over at the end, she yeah. would have been like, yeah, let's go. I, think... I got all the money.
1: I think he could have had a chance, but he fucked up too much stuff and kept getting in her way. And then also, like, he's not good at his job. And so, like, she would probably be supporting him. And, like, does she really need that much baggage? You know what I'm saying? Like, he kind of messed up a lot. How did he get in her way?
2: Like, he was just like a lap dog. What What do you mean he got in her way?
1: I mean, I, when he, he told her no a couple of times, like when um, he was like, when she was like, I'm going to re- I'm going to redo the will. And he was like, no, you're not. You're going to do it like we're, we're going to do everything and you're going to split the money. And I think that was when she was like, you can't come with me. I think that was I thought she
2: I, knew he was going to say that. And it was just part of the plan from the get go.
1: I think she had multiple scenarios in mind. I think she was willing oh, to go throughout any that's of fair. them. But the yeah. second he tells her no is when she's like, okay, <laughs> you're going to die. Or go to jail, I guess. <laughs> listen,
0: You're going to take the fall.
2: <laughs> Here's
0: the new plan.
2: All right. Okay. I never thought of it like that before. I can see that. She's got multiple scenarios laid out. Okay. All right.
1: No, because listen, if he does do everything that she wants and he does play her game, and like, sure, why not keep him around? He's like a toy at that point. But when your toy starts malfunctioning, why are you going to take it with you to the Bahamas? Like, you know, you're going to leave that shit.
0: I mean, based on that final <laughs> shot at the end of the movie, she's very capable of getting as many toys as she wants. And she already had one there. So why take one on the plane? You know how many vibrators I can buy. <laughs> Oof. I'd rather buy local, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's giving back to the community I'm in.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly.
2: Did Did you guys watch any of the uh, the behind the scenes, any of the making of? No, I I did not. All right, there was a there was a lot of fluff, but there was one story that Ted Danson told <laughs> that absolutely cracked me up. Ted Danson, before the movie is shot. um, They're doing rehearsals three months before. And um, Ted Danson goes over to William Hurt's house. They're in the pool together. William Hurt looks at Ted Danson and says, hey, do you want to play a trust exercise? (laughs) Ted Danson's like, fuck yeah, let's do it, baby. Uh, Method acting or something like that. Let's do it. I want to be a serious actor. William Hurt reaches under the pool, grabs this dude by the balls, and says, do you trust me? (laughs) What? No, you grab my balls. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and like it cuts back like what? in the in the documentary it cuts back to william hurt william hurts like yeah i did that yeah <laughs> he's like it's all about this. you gotta chuck <laughs> your ego at the
0: door baby i'm just like
2: what are you talking about william wait hurt? so they're
0: just like like jingling each other's balls just, in the fucking pool yep it's a trust exercise i think some other people have different terms for that I don't know. It's like just because somebody grabs your balls, like it's a trust exercise. What, what are you? They're going to squeeze them? Like I could squeeze they're your legs. nuts right now. What, what's the, what's the trust in this situation? Like turn your head and cough. I don't know. Uh, uh, actors, man. <laughs> <laughs> the brilliant the brilliant ones are a little, uh,
2: are a, a, a little kooky. Maybe I don't know. They're, they're you know beat to a different
1: drum. <laughs> So he was on drugs is what you're saying.
0: <laughs> or a little pretentious. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Both, William Hurt, have you ever had sex on Coke?
2: <laughs> just Jack Daniels. <laughs> and lots and lots of cigarettes. God, there was a lot of smoking. So in many this. cigarettes. Yeah. So many Everyone's cigarettes. talking about how hot it is and so much smoking.
1: I love that Ted Danson's like, no, I don't need cigarettes. I'll just inhale the room, the air in the <laughs> yeah, room.
0: Just breathe the air. <laughs> He's got a cigar she's got cigarettes. he's got cigarettes. We'll just hot box together did, did, did secondhand second hand
2: smoking was that not a term then
0: oh it was definitely a term then. oh
2: was it okay yeah it was it was weird that they didn't I guess maybe that was like a hot button issue or something. It was a buzzword at the time
1: was it because it wasn't outlawed until like the late <laughs> the late nineties right
0: Wait, what was outlawed
1: like second oh, secondhand oh smoking like secondhand smoking like building like
0: restaurants and yeah. Shit like that.
1: yeah
2: no clearly that wasn't uh I mean, that's why I, th- I thought maybe it wasn't a thing. Because everybody's like chain smoking inside all the time.
1: Yeah, that's what they used to do. Do you not remember?
2: You were alive before we were, Brian. Do you I remember,
1: remember that? that. Do you not remember
2: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember <laughs> a lot of people smoking indoors. I really don't.
1: I remember Those the your, uh, your
2: parents sheltered had, you from the actual smoking restaurant. They did have like a smoking
1: section, and, and it was usually like five feet that way, and then this was yeah. the non-smoking. I,
2: I do remember <laughs> yeah. that at restaurants where you're, and you
1: and sometimes there was like a non-smoking. fan in between them. Sometimes. No, but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes there's.
0: Sometimes it didn't point the right direction. You
1: were like, <laughs> really? Come on.
2: No, I didn't grow up in the Mad Men area. Goddamn. <laughs> Shit. oh what are you doing today oh just chain smoking and drinking while working baby Woo, the good times
1: oh you weren't drinking you're were just smoking two, come on Two now. martini <laughs> lunches
2: i don't know can you just do one I, yeah, I don't know
1: man if i have two martinis i have to go home so i like to do that's two. why you do it
0: at lunch so do it you at can two. leave early
1: yeah right i have to go straight home <laughs>
0: Sorry, guys. It wasn't (laughs) too martini lunch. My day is done. I'll bring the dungeon. I mean, I can come back
1: in if you want, but I don't think you want me to.
0: (laughs) I I promise you don't want me (laughs) there.
1: I really liked Kathleen Turner's hair in this. Oh.
0: I mean, she was sexy in like every fucking moment of this movie.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. But like, specifically, there would be times when she would like. Whip her head around and her hair would go. And I was like, wow, look at her hair. Oh, yes.
0: Like, can we see that exact same shot, but again, in slow motion, please?
1: Yeah, I enjoyed Mm -hmm. her hair a lot. It looks very nice.
0: That would be Romancing the
2: Stone if they did that.
1: Um, The (laughs) other thing, though, that I was the only thing probably that I was like a little surprised by not really, but kind of was um was was William hurt and Ted Danson talking about that poor little child who was uh who saw the penis on the porch or wherever the fuck they were, <laughs> and they were just like, ha, ha ha, she remembers this about the dick,
0: <laughs> her giving head the only thing she remembers is the size of the penis,
1: yeah, it was her first penis, it was her first penis, yeah. I was like, "What are you? Can you say that?" I was like, <laughs> yeah, the child. Come on,
0: that was definitely one of the more risque conversations. Like, almost more risque than some of the actual sex scenes was them talking about this kid witnessing her first blowjob. She doesn't know. And, the and guys they made a point.
1: They made a point that the blowjob is legal now. I was like. It's still not well, legal for that child, though. <laughs> that is illegal. That's fair.
0: I do I do want to take this moment to point out that uh, last week, Jared was talking about sodomy. And we gave him a whole ton of shit for the fact that sodomy is, is just butt stuff. And he was like, nope, it's blowjobs, too. And here's fucking Florida being like, sodomy is legal. And it was just blowjobs.
2: You know, that's what the hell. That's actually just movie fiction, though, because actually blowjobs and uh, all forms of sodomy were illegal in Florida at that time. At that time? Yeah. All the way until 2003. Holy shit. It took the Supreme Court to fucking strike that shit down, bro. What the fuck? A Florida man took that shit all the way to the Can you imagine like somebody (laughs) like a cop just like writes you a ticket like, excuse me. Uh, you are you are performing blowjobs, uh this cannot happen. <laughs> what the hell? What kind of law lo- how do you even write somebody a ticket for
0: that?
1: How would you even like
0: What are you gonna do? Well, Talk to me for smoking?
1: This is this was <laughs> this was like significantly earlier, but I was reading I read a book that was set in like around the turn of the twentieth century, but it was talking about how actually there would be like fucking dudes. Who would be like, Oh, I think there's like this woman in there and she's with this dude. And so they would just storm their fucking house to see if they were like in bed together and what they, and then if they were, they would arrest them. Well, specifically the man, but I think, I don't know what happened to the woman. I think she was just drug out into the street. Anyway. Oh, she was probably here. Beaten. In, probably that happened here in Memphis, hmm. in case anyone's <laughs> curious, like but biblical, probably Florida also.
0: <laughs> Way to go, everybody. You got nothing else to do but fuck up with other people's. Personal lives, Jesus Christ. Larda said we gotta beat the whore out of them. <laughs> if y'all were married, we wouldn't have this problem.
1: Well, we would. I mean, no, they would. They. You have to be married to the right kind of people too. Come on now, like, <laughs> can't just get married.
2: <laughs> love is not love. <laughs> Let us define what love is for you.
1: In case you're confused, <laughs> this is what's approved.
0: Paragraph one a. <laughs> we go through the entire alphabet. <laughs> Hold on. A lot of amendments here. We'll get there. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs>
2: first viewing. First thing that stood out to me. I still don't understand exactly what it means and always uh, was always expecting it to come back later in the plot. The shot where William Hurt sees the clown.
0: Oh, the the fucking random ass clown that's on the street? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> I I literally wrote in my notes... Who the hell is this clown?
1: Maybe he, they just, just saw the clown and were like, let's shoot it, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Roll on the I, clown. I feel like it's got to be that because <laughs> it was so fucking random. And it's like, was that someone like following him? Was that someone in disguise?
1: Unless it was a deleted scene.
0: <laughs> it wasn't. I went through and looked at all the deleted scenes. It, this clown is
2: not nowhere to be found. <laughs> It's like I just kept thinking. It was like, oh, this clown's gonna
0: come back. This this clown's gonna be like in the court. Yeah, it I, was it was way too prominent it. in that fucking moment for it to be not anything else.
1: And they didn't talk yeah. about it in the commentary either.
2: I've never. There's no commentary for this, uh, and they did not talk about it on any of the behind the scenes. I mean, the only thing I can think of is like Lawrence Kasdan was just like, I'm not gonna be subtle with metaphors and just be like, William hurts a clown. He's being <laughs>
1: controlled like a clown. Like I don't. <laughs>
0: I feel like and that's reaching. He's oh. a rodeo clown.
1: No, I just think they were just like, oh, look, there's a fucking clown. It's is Florida after all. Like, <laughs> let's just have it in the shot. That's what it I think Florida happened. It is Florida, guys. He wasn't wearing fucking mouse ears. In case
0: you weren't sure before, the clown makes it actual Florida. <laughs> this is the iconic Florida man right now.
2: Are you going to kill your wife?
0: <laughs> Sorry,
2: that was a terrible Mickey Mouse, but, you know... You get the idea.
0: Jared's not here. <laughs> Jared's not here to do the Mickey Mouse voice. Do it in your car right now, Jared. Do it. Do it. <sighs> he probably is. He's yelling at us. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. Anybody got anything else? I wish I had watched this movie twice. There's there's so much good like cinematography things and all those long like, one-er shots. and I absorbed all the story in that first viewing. I wanted to see it again to like actually be able to talk about the craft of this film. Because for a first Directorial debut. This seems extremely good. I mean, we've seen yeah. other Lawrence Kasdan stuff, so like it's not like it's unexpected, but like damn, this is fucking executed really really well. Yeah, the the
2: cinematography and the the shots, what he's communicating to the yeah, audience. Yeah, the shot
0: design, the the fucking blocking like I don't I don't see anything in this movie that like doesn't seem to communicate something. I don't see any shots that are like, "Wait, that was random or pointless." Or I mean, besides just like the clown, yeah. I get, man, we gotta ask Lawrence Kasdan, what's up with this
1: clown, bro? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe it was like his cousin, and he told his cousin, "When when I finally direct a movie, I'll get you in it."
1: <laughs> Maybe he lost a bet.
0: Hundred percent. Great haircut. Why'd you lose a bet? All right,
2: if you don't get a royal flush in this hand, uh, we're putting a clown <laughs> doing a drive by in your movie. What
0: do you mean a drive by? I'm gonna I'm gonna be the fucking clown. But, like, legitimately, for, for a directorial debut and, like, a written-directed-by credit, this movie's fucking great, man. It's very impressive for a debut film. Especially, especially yeah, especially writing and directing. Because that, that's, that's really hard. I did, I, I read one thing on the interwebs that said that uh, good old George Lucas, after fucking Empire Strikes Back and, and Indiana Jones... The uh, the the production company the the people that were putting the movie or putting Alan the money Lad. into the movie, Alan Ladd. Apparently, George Lucas was like, "I will cover fucking everything, and if he goes over budget, it will come out of my pocket." Just to be like, "Yeah, Lawrence Kasdan, you're gonna fucking do this," and he didn't find that out until like years later that that George did that for him. Yeah, I got really confused by that story, listening to the
2: the behind the scenes and reading the Wikipedia because they kept. They kept using the word sponsor. Like, Alan Led kept telling um, Lawrence Kasdan, like, you need to find a director that will sponsor you. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? What? I was like, is that some old fucking thing from, like, studio systems for unproven directors? You know, or screenwriters that want to turn into directors? I had to look it up uh, in an interview um, from, like, I don't know, the late 90s. Lawrence Kasdan pretty much just came out and said, like, he wanted somebody to come in and produce the movie, and George Lucas oh, okay. did that, but he didn't want his name on it because he was starting Lucasfilm at the time, and he was like, "Look, oh, wow, hey, uh, I mostly do kids' movies right now, and uh, Lawrence, you're a good buddy of mine, but this movie's
0: like full of sex and really <laughs> terrible shit. So I'm not going to put, put my name least on it. two boobs in this movie. <laughs> I don't want it associated with Star Wars, Lucasfilm." <laughs> I mean, well, I guess that's the shitty thing when you put your last name on your company. That's true. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, George Lucas did basically like executive produce this without like a fucking executive producer credit. That's totally what he did. I mean, good on George for for being buddies with Lawrence and like, hey, let me put up some money and help you get there. And Lawrence Kastan's career has been fucking great. So I guess it worked out really well. Hey, George, I'll, I'll be your friend. I'll I'll also take
2: some sponsoring. You don't even have to put your name on it. We'll we'll take care of it. Oh, uh, you know, speaking uh, speaking of George Lucas presents, I did think the opening credits. It was weird that there was no production title or a Lawrence Kasdan film. The first
0: credit you see is the title of the movie Body Heat. I thought that was weird. Yeah, yeah. You don't get a whole lot of movies that don't have like three or four fucking production company whatever. Stuff at the beginning. I usually always get like a you know a Spike Lee joint,
2: a Martin Scorsese picture. You know, yeah.
1: Well, but he hadn't done anything before this, and the other guy didn't want his name on it. So, what they put?
0: <laughs> wasn't it um Lad? Wasn't it Lad Junior? It wasn't even like the dude who made the company. It was his his son trying to like actually do something. No, it was
2: actual Alan Lad, uh, the guy that uh, greenlit okay, Star okay, Wars.
0: Okay. Got it. That's why you know. That's why he's like super famous to everyone.
2: Like, oh, the guy that yeah. said yes to Star Wars? <laughs> oh, yeah. wish you uh,
0: bet you wish you had said yes to those uh, retaining their merchandising rights. Ooh. Right? George is like, I'll pay for all this shit. You just let me keep the characters and the money. Oh,
2: I guess we should mention, the uh, movie was a $9 million budget, made 20,
0: $24 million in the United States. That's very respectable. Holy shit. For a $9 million budget? Yeah, for yeah. R rated adult movie. Yeah, yeah, in 1981. How many like other other sex films like this? I mean, we're doing erotic thrillers. Like, how many other high level sex, but also has good complicated story with interesting story arcs had had been a thing. You know, there there weren't a, uh, weren't really a lot. I mean, you you think of the 80s, that was kind of like
2: when all these erotic thrillers started. Uh, the 70s was pretty pretty tame, like. Thinking about noirs, you know, Chinatown, the subject matter is very taboo, but there's really not a lot of nudity uh, or any really nudity in the movie. Yeah, I just always think of 80s. I I guess this was one of the first films. This and I think of like Paul Schrader's Cat People, um, Fatal Attraction, but that was way late into the 80s, you know, uh, um, Dressed to Kill. But I mean, I, I guess really during the 70s it was mostly like, you know, foreign films and things like that.
0: Yeah, it was it was a pretty foreign thing for American films to have a lot of sex and nudity, huh? Yeah, I
2: mean the first like the first big movie I can think of American that had a lot of nudity was probably The Graduate. You know, but that really Oh shit, yeah. That really doesn't have that much, you know. Like even the boob shots are they're funny cuz they're awkward and they're just blinking. You can kind of miss yes, them they're quick.
0: They're super quick.
2: But yeah, like um, Jane Fonda was a sex symbol in the 60s, you know, it was Barbarella. But uh,
0: yeah, but even Barbarella is like super fucking mild. Yeah. Like like you could watch more shit on Saturday morning cartoons these days. God damn. Jessica Rabbit was a cartoon. Uh, (laughs) And Kathleen Turner was the sexy fucking voice for Jessica Rabbit. That was most of my childhood. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Okay. So I I didn't see
2: this movie until uh, about eight years ago. This was kind of a a later thing I found in life. Uh, The first time. Watching this movie, I was just getting so tickled because I was like, <laughs> "Oh, look! It's Jessica Rabbit doing the film for talent live action!" Woo! I was just, I was so pleased with myself. I'd never seen this before. I was, a f- I'm a fan of Kathleen Turner. I'm a fan of William Hurt. Fan of Lawrence Cassidy. And this was just a nice little gold mine in other career. The, the first time watching it, I was, yeah, it was. Oh, this is so cool.
0: I mean, yeah, I definitely feel that. A, a nice little goldmine for fans of all of those people. And then also, if you saw Jessica Rabbit when you were 12, this guy, damn. She's not bad. She's just drawn that way. Roger Rabbit jokes for the win. Let's move on. Brian. I Yeah, I feel like
2: uh, it's it's time for ratings. Who's going first? Who's rating body heat?
1: I nominate Krista. I'll go first. The actress in this absolutely shine, Kathleen Turner, is phenomenal William Hurt is pretty good and Ted Danson is outstanding and so like the rest of the people like the writing is really great um if I had to complain and I'm going to it's because the whole middle part their whole quote-unquote romance uh is just so confusing and so drawn out and long. And I would honestly cut out a significant chunk of it. Because I just don't care. It's not convincing. I was like, is Kathleen Turner a bad actress? <laughs> like, what is happening here? Are you talking about from the front um, half?
2: Or the last half?
1: When she first meets William Hurt. And they do their banter at the bar and all of that. It's really great. And then once they start their affair at the house. All of that is what I would... Shortened significantly. I don't. I feel like it really drags oh, okay. the movie down. It starts to pick up again when they murder the husband, and then the ending is great. And mm-hmm. so, honestly, um, yeah, that's that. Uh, really, I that whole part of the movie, and I watched it a couple of times. um it, It's just so much, and like, I, I don't believe that the affair. Like, I, I didn't for a second think that the affair was believable. I don't think she's in love with him. And so, I was just like the first time I saw it, I was just so confused by what was happening. And I did. I actually bought into it. I was like, no, I think they're I think they're supposed to be in love. I think she's just like a really bad actress and maybe has like mental issues. And like he does, too. And like, I don't know what's happening. Like (laughs) I was like, (laughs) so when she finally like when everything finally came out, I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Like that's such a better story. But still, still it drags. And so I'm actually going to give this an eight because i think uh, no, like just with some like just with some editing some tweaks it could be a 10 because everything else is strong the directing is strong the acting is strong everything the writing all of it i love a lot of it the the costumes are also great the set design all of that is so outstanding i just i just really think that it drags there in the in the middle
2: mm. okay so outside of the white outfit that Kathleen Turner wears what was your favorite costume oh
1: the red skirt and it's a similar outfit The white, the the white background shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. When I saw her,
1: that I was like, oh my God, that looks amazing. You
0: shouldn't be wearing outfits (laughs) like that. You shouldn't be wearing that body. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes.
2: What a a dope line. Uh, Good choice, good choice, good choice. Uh, I have to agree.
1: Yeah, it's great. And the other thing, oh, kind of actually, so so I, I didn't mention this because I kind of forgot about it, but it's so interesting. Like, it's obvious that this was either filmed because this came out in 81, so maybe they filmed it in 80, but there's so many like 70s influences on the costume and hair like uh the cousin has like this like old style where she like wears the bun on top of her head like the gibson girl hair and like the big kind of prairie like outfits and i was like that's so 70s like it makes sense it makes sense that they have it because they are coming right off the 70s but like the way kathleen turner when she's not around her husband dresses versus when she's with him is is really interesting also it's a great dynamic those are
0: subtle things. That... Like,
1: think think of her when yeah. she is at the bar yeah, with her point. husband and how conservative it's totally she is. totally different. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. even think yeah. about
2: that. You're and totally like, right. And, like, her
1: hair. Like, her hair is a yeah, 70s hairstyle. And she's wearing, like, this big, like, I don't even know what to call that kind of dress. <laughs> mm. I call it prairie. I don't think there's, like, an actual name for it. But it's, like, a prairie dress. Good. That, that,
2: that's a good catch, Chris. And I did not even think about that. I saw it. But it was that was not registering in my brain.
1: Yeah. 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 Right.
0: No. It, that's the kind of unconscious stuff that you process later. If if someone articulates it, you're like, holy shit, 100. That that's, exactly that's right. the
1: kind of thing that if you have a good costume designer, they'll do that yes, for your movie, exactly. so that you don't sit there and go, oh look, there's a nice thing. You so you just process all of it, and everything kind of goes all together at once and seamlessly integrates.
0: Good fucking filmmaking. Yeah. Touche. Mm. Touche. Good, good. Good. I like it. I good
1: like catch. it. I like that it. That is a good
0: catch. Um. So I think Kristen really just articulated something, not just in the moment, but when she was saying that the middle part of the movie was where it was dragging, you articulated something that I couldn't quite put my finger on when I watched it last night, Um, because I did find myself kind of with my mind wandering a little bit and sort of getting a little bit bored and like, this movie is almost two hours, maybe I should, you know, it's getting a little bit late, maybe I should finish it tomorrow kind of situation, and it was because in the middle of the movie, it definitely starts to drag a little bit, and for an hour... For a movie that's like an hour fifty-eight, I think it could have come in at one forty-five and been just fucking killer. Like they could have cut a pretty fair amount out of this and and just tightened up some of that middle that that second act because it the the opening is dope. The way that the two characters first start interacting is fantastic. The fucking Wrap up of everything is amazing, and the, the the retroactive like oh now I understand where Kathleen Turner was coming from, how he was getting played in the entire movie, like all that shit totally works. But the the middle section where you're like, well maybe you're in it, maybe you're not, maybe you you get what she's doing, maybe you're just trying to project yourself onto it. Some of that kind of drags a little bit. For directorial debut, especially a writer directorial debut, this movie is just phenomenal. Uh, for a 1981 erotic thriller type movie that this kind of pushes a lot of boundaries, coming off of basic instinct, it doesn't seem to push that much at all, and it was very mild and tame. <laughs> so God. I was definitely had slightly the wrong like mentality going into it. I was like, wait, that was it? <laughs> Where's the rest of it for most of all the sex scenes and stuff? Man, this movie was super fun. Like, I I really like the characters. I like that William Hurt thinks he's a total badass, but then mansplains and just totally doesn't understand what, what this woman is doing to him and how she's playing him. Kathleen Turner is just a fucking goddess. She's an angel from the first time you see her, and she is controlling everything through the whole movie, even when she's like pining for him, like, Oh, I love you. I need you to do all this shit. No, you don't. You're like, bitch, you are controlling all of that. I like seeing her in a role that's different from other things that I've seen her and I've I mean I've probably only seen four or five of her movies, so maybe I need to go through her whole catalog. I gotta give this a nine point five. I feel like the movie could have been a little bit better, with maybe a, a little bit more tightening of some of the things, but for a directorial debut, Lawrence Caston is fucking phenomenal um, most of the writing works really well i like all the subtle humor he gets his personality into it um the characters are definitely they have a great arc all the shot design works really well there's a lot of oners there's a lot of homage to 40s and 50s film noir i felt some of the anxiety i felt all the emotional like journey that the characters were going on I fucking love this movie. It was super fun. I wish I'd seen it sooner in my life. This is a great excuse to go back and watch something that's pretty perfect from 1981. I think 9.5 is uh yeah. This movie's killer.
2: All right, that, yeah, that that's a good rating. Um I'm I'm I guess I to have to give it a 10. I mean, I I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh I guess I understand what you guys are saying about it I'm feeling a little bit long in the middle. I don't know though like I I feel like that is like that length is is justified because that's that's what we're doing to make this different from the film noir. You know, we're spending a little bit more time with the sex, Uh, not so much the murder in this one. This is not like a basic instinct situation where it was like, oh, killing blood and a lot of sex. Now, this is (laughs) more focused on the sex and the, the killings kind of off screen for the most part. I mean, outside of some explosions. I, I don't know. I th- I feel like that time is totally justified. That's what that's what we're here for. You know, we're we're updating the film noir. How are we updating it? Like, I guess maybe this is kind of exploitative. Like Basic Instinct, Dristakill to Kill feels like the erotic thriller meets a slasher. This feels like the erotic thriller meeting the film noir, and that's awesome. Hmm. I, I, lo- I love that. You know, yeah, it's a, okay, I
0: could see it's that. It's a
2: different feel, but it's it's still awesome and. It, it does play a lot into the the tropes like like you guys were saying like you're, you're not you weren't sure what she was doing all the time like I the minute she showed up and started speaking again I, I saw this when I was older too and I, you know I'd already seen Roger Rabbit and all that other stuff the minute she, like, she started speaking and the voice came out and it's just like oh nope she's the femme fatale. I, I got it. I understand what the story. She's gonna. She's fucking this guy. When is it happening? When is it, give me the double indignity moment? We got to kill this guy. And we're gonna get the money. I, I, it builds suspense well. I, I I can't think of anything to to say really negative, especially for a writer and director's debut film. I mean, like it's it, I think it's it's well done. It's it's like John Carpenter crafted. You know, mm. he's putting mm. Lawrence Kas- I fucking praise. Bro. Yeah, he, he's he's putting Damn. really like strong thoughts into his shots and it's it's not the cinematic equivalent of dressed to kill where it is so visually focused but the characters in this one they feel better the performances they feel better and i'll take that trade-off um it's good and john john barry does a terrific score i love that that sax score i don't know why but like when i hear it it Maybe it's because of this movie, but it does make me think of heat. You know, it's just me. Ooh, mm. this is this is hot, hot and sultry. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. Solid 10.
1: Well, wait, what did um? what's the Rotten Tomatoes and the critics score and everything?
2: Well, hold on. I don't have Rotten Tomatoes. Up. Uh, IMDb has got it at a uh, 7.4, which is. Holy shit. That's hot. Yeah, that's really good for IMDb. For IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes. The tomato meter from the critics is 98%.
0: What? what it's only got 45 reviews though so <laughs> I mean for a 1981 film that's a lot of reviews I think you know wait for it to hit it's 50th anniversary it could be rejudged <laughs> <laughs> the audience score f- is 80 40th uh, I mean that that's fucking high especially for a, again a directorial debut high praise this Lawrence casting guy has got a lot of uh, career in front of him you know what I'm saying you know if he's not too busy making Star Wars movies <laughs> for reals or more Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, he's not doing that one, though man. Ah! Oh, he didn't? Oh, damn no. it. No. He came back for solo. He can't come back for another eight. I know,
2: right? What the damn fuck? It. Come on. Help out one version of Harrison Ford, but you don't help out, help out the other? <laughs> <laughs> come on. Why are you playing favorites? All right. So with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to our new email address. That's moviecrewpod at gmail.com. That's spelled exactly like you would think. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Pod. We're making this so easy right now, right? Oh, it's all coming together. Mike, where can the audience find you?
0: I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Greg Z Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. Hey, Kristen, where can they find you?
1: Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K-N-N-I.
2: And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And uh, we're going to be closing out the show tonight with track number one from the Body Heat soundtrack titled, main title. I know, they're not
0: very creative with their... Main title slasher something? No, 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 just just regular
2: ass main title. This is from composer John Barry, who is one of the world's best composers. So enjoy. Mm-hmm.